If you own a small to medium-sized business that kept employees on payroll through COVID, you may have a big cash refund waiting for you. The Employee Retention Credit is a tax credit of up to $26,000 per employee. And now, more businesses than ever qualify. The experts at RefundsPro.com specialize in cutting through the red tape of qualifying for this government program. Most of their refunds are over $100,000. Even businesses that have received PPP funds may be eligible. And there are absolutely no fees unless you receive a refund. So there's no reason not to apply. If your business experienced shutdowns, limited capacity, supply chain challenges, or reduced revenue due to COVID, you likely qualify. RefundsPro.com has already helped hundreds of businesses. So don't lose the refund you're owed by missing the deadline. Get started today with a free 5-minute questionnaire at RefundsPro.com. That's Refunds with an S, Pro.com. Welcome back, my little goofy goobergs, a.k.a. my kernels. Welcome to another episode of Break Out the Popcorn, your weekly podcast. Bi-weekly sometimes, occasionally. We have ADD. We We're do. sorry. Look, we have the best intentions. If we didn't work so much, this uh, would be weekly. It'd be like twice a week. Honestly, I was thinking about that. Or at least that. one podcast. Like, we'd have two podcasts, one podcast episode per week therefore you'd still get two just from two different podcasts hosted by us and i think if we didn't make things as structured as we do um you would get so much more content literally it's just that we have to make ourselves focus on a specific topic otherwise you would just listen to us talking about 20 different things within an hour Mm -hmm. exactly but we, if you haven't read from the title, we are going to be covering a Roses episode today. Yes, yes. Are you excited? I am. I worked actually really hard on these notes. I did too. Okay. I gave you the idea for them. You did. You did. You told me <laughs> the um the starting point. I had to so. watch a lot of interviews, okay? I believe it. Right. So, welcome back to Roses. And if you are new to Roses and this is your first episode, Welcome. Shalom. This is your, How are you? This is your intro into Roses. Right. Uh, we've only done one more, so you're not missing too, too, too much. much yeah. Right. So the segment that we're going to talk about is individuals who deserve recognition in our eyes. So today we're going to be talking about M. Night Shyamalan, an incredibly famous director, producer, writer, and occasional actor. He is the man of all trades. So just as a reminder, you know, this is where... Uh, we're not really into hashing out all the details regarding where he was born, where he grew up, all of that, his parents, blah, blah. Uh, we really want to talk about his movies, his career, and how he became a household name. Because honestly, y'all can find that information out anywhere. He was born uh, this place, and he grew up in this place, and he went to this school. You can find that out anywhere. Mm-hmm. This is not the podcast for that. No. And I also love that you're my little hype man and jump in after every... <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> All the time, baby. Oh, I thought you were going to end up. <laughs> no, this isn't. Uh, this isn't a uh, cipher. Okay. I'm not gonna. Not gonna add in little sound Ad-libs. effects. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So one detail we have to mention though is his name. So he wasn't born M Night. Instead, it was Minaj. I'm sorry. I want to make sure I get this right. Minaj Neliatu Shyamalan. Knight was just a nickname that he gave himself because nobody could pronounce his name correctly. Which honestly is so sad. Like, I understand Knight's a cool nickname, but 
I don't know. I just hate the fact that like people feel the need to change their names Mm -hmm. or give themselves a nickname in order to just get called the right thing. Well, I'm called Ricky at work all day, so yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it sucks. Nobody calls me anything (laughs) except for Connie. But I mean, how hard is it to say Rico or Neliatu? It's not that bad. Or Minaj. That's okay. But I think they don't want to call you Rico because they thought that it was a joke at first with the Rico Suave thing. No. Or Rico Mambo thing. Rico Mambo, yeah. And the dudes at work were like, no, I'm not going to call no man Rico. Specifically Byron, yeah. And then it's like, why? It's his name. That's not a joke. It's his name. No. It was, I'm not going to call no guy Mambo. Oh. Because for whatever reason, he thought Mambo meant like Mondo. What? And Mondo or like Mandingo. I don't know how it, I don't know. I don't know. That's wild, dude. Byron's Byron. And he's like, I'm not going to call no man Mandingo. Like, that's so weird. That's so wild. It's... But nothing compared to M. Night. <laughs> right. Minaj, Naliatu, Shyamalan. That's not that hard. No, it's a mouthful. But, you know, it is what it is. I mean, Minaj, Shyamalan. M. Night sounds cooler. Yeah, M. Night's pretty cool. It's not bad. Um, okay. So getting into, I guess, his career in a way, this is going to be a mouthful. So um, if you hear random weird breaks, it's because I had to pause this audio to take a sip of water. All right, Rico, so are you ready to jump right into um, his career? Oh, for show, baby. All right, so although he completed over 45 short films by the time he was 17, his first feature film debuted in 1992, the same year he graduated from NYU. I literally tried to say that four times, and I was still having trouble. His first film was called Praying with Anger, a semi-autobiographical movie about an Indian-American student who returns to India as part of a college exchange program. He wrote, directed, produced, and starred in the movie. The film was only shown at film festivals, never receiving enough interest to be picked up for anything more, though. The next year, M. Night sold a script for a movie called Labor of Love to 20th Century Fox, but due to M. Night's lack of directorial experience, they refused to hire him as the director, resulting in the movie never actually getting made. Because M. Night, the genius that he is, made it a stipulation of selling his his screenplay that he had to be the one directing the movie. Like a boss. Honestly, like, you sell this bomb-ass screenplay, and then you say, yeah, cool, you can produce this movie or whatever, I'm directing it. It's called putting your foot down. And he did, and so the movie never got made. <laughs> no, nah, it doesn't I mean, he work. still sold it, though. So it, it doesn't does... always work, but, you know. Did he get money from that? I'm pretty sure he did. Hopefully. So, in 1998, he received another chance with his second feature film called Wide Awake. This movie told a story about a Catholic schoolboy who, after the death of his grandfather, searches for God. This movie was actually shot at the exact same school he attended as a child, with his parents being the film's associate producers. Unfortunately, the movie did not do well in the box office, although it did earn him the 1999 Young Artist Award nomination for Best Drama. He did win in a way, though, during 1999, as M. Knight co-wrote the screenplay for the iconic, are you ready for it? Stuart Little. I was going to jump in, but I was in the middle of a yawn. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's okay. I understand. Um, and although it was revealed 14 years later, he also did do kind of like an uncredited ghostwriter rewrite type thing for She's All That. I want to definitely, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I really want to cover Stuart Little book versus movie. And I okay. really don't cover books, but... Story that Little is such a 
fucking wild ride. Okay, so here's the thing. In the movie, this is such a derail, but in the movie, it's an actual mouse. Mm-hmm. In mm-hmm. the book. No, it's not. In the movie, it's an actual mouse. No. In the movie? Yes. No, it's not. Big dog, I'm going to pull up a picture of a goddamn mouse. No, no, no. He just looks like a mouse. He's still a boy. He doesn't even have a tail. But in the book... Actually, I don't know if he has a tail or not. He has a tail. In the book, though, he looks exactly like a boy, but he's as big as a mouse. No. He still looks like a mouse. Really? Yeah, I read, like, the whole thing. Look, I'm going to be super honest with you. The thing is so fucked up. I cannot imagine the woman who had to give birth to that thing. She thought she pooped it. I mean, for fucking real, that's just one bad period. Anyways. Gross. Anyways, during the second half of 1999, he had his big break. A man named David Vogel, the president of Disney Studios at the time, read the script for The Sixth Sense. And have you ever heard about this? I've heard of Vogel. And that's from the boys. Does that count? No, it doesn't. Oh. So he read the script for The Sixth Sense, and he loved it so much, he immediately purchased it without corporate appro- approval. Like a boss. But he did agree to the requirement that M. Night would direct the movie. And you know what ended up happening to him? What happened? He lost his job. They, Not like a boss. <laughs> they fired him. after. They fired the president of Disney. Really? Because he did that. And yet it was such a hit. Because Disney had to shop around uh-huh. for so long to actually find somebody to distri- distribute the movie. Mm-hmm. Because it was, Dis- I mean, it was a horror, mil- a horror film. And who wants to take on M. Night? Why would Disney take on M. Night? I mean. As a director with two movies that have already flopped. Yeah, I see that. So what ended up happening is Bruce Willis owed Disney big time, okay? Mm-hmm. So they made Bruce Willis sign on to The Sixth Sense, got him involved, got a plan in place, and then M. Night celebrated his 29th birthday with the release of his first box office hit. And this movie was such a hit that even still, it's the second highest grossing horror movie. I also want to mention, he did in fact have a movie in this, a role in this movie as well. Have you watched The Sixth Sense? Um, I saw... A good majority of it. Mm, mm. I don't remember where he was at, though. In the he, was, he was Dr. Hill. Ah, okay. I'm not even going to lie to you. I've never seen it. Mm, interesting. I can't even tell you if that was a big role or not. I saw it a long time ago. That's what it is. So, in the early 2000s, he was linked to the fourth Indiana Jones movie with Steven Spielberg, who is one of his idols, but it fell through, as well as Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone, because it conflicted with Unbreakable, which released in 2000. I heard about that. I heard that he was actually supposed to like be. He was supposed to also direct. I think the last two. Mm. And he he Wait, was the last two like Deathly Hallows. I think like either both Deathly Hallows or like Half Blood Prince and Deathly Hallows. Ah, uh, see, I wouldn't I, be okay with that. I feel like if he would have directed the very first Harry Potter movie, it would have set a whole different tone. Right. For the rest of the Harry Potter movies, right. I don't think it would have been as iconic. I think who was it that did? The first one, Christopher Columbus. Chris, huh. Colum- Chris Columbus did the first two, didn't he? I, I don't know. I don't know who directed Harry Potter. That's all you, baby. Anyways, those movies, the first two were so nostalgic, so iconic, uh-huh. that I think if M. Night had taken those projects on, it just wouldn't be the franchise. It would be a good franchise, but... Eh. Avatar The Last Airbender. That's I all know. I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. I know. That's all I'm going to say. 
And Could you imagine? We're, we're gonna we're gonna come back. We're gonna circle back to that. I think definitely he could have done well in the last two. Yeah. I think that I'm really big on the Harry Potter stuff right now because my best <laughs> friend is currently, she just finished reading. I think she just finished Cursed Child either today or, or yesterday. Good for her. Anyway, really quick. Could you imagine if it's like, oh, you know, like everything played out the same and then you get to the part where like. <coughs> Sorry, that was my water bottle dropping. You get to the part where Harry. Uh, you done? Sorry, I'm thirsty. I'm going to let you finish. That way you don't make any more sounds. All right. Big chug. Little chug. Sorry. All right. So imagine, right? Everything played out normal. You get to the part where, like, Harry's going to, like, jump off the thing with Voldemort and kill him. But wait. It's a twist. Dumbledore was the one that fell off with him. Okay, see, that's another thing. I love M. Night. There's so many twists that could have happened in Harry Potter. I feel like he would have thrown his own twist in there. And so we're going to talk about... (laughs) Voldemort was a girl. We're going to talk about in like three paragraphs a movie that he wanted to do, but it already had such a twist that he didn't do it. Mm. We're going to talk about that. Okay. So speaking of Unbreakable, remember that's why he couldn't do Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. And for those of you who live in America and are very confused... Sorcerer's Stone. The Sorcerer's Stone, yes. Speaking of Unbreakable, it was M. Night's next hit, once again starring Bruce Willis, because that is the dream team, apparently. And this movie was a superhero thriller-esque start of a franchise that wouldn't actually be continued until 2016. And in fact, when they asked him multiple times, they were like, hey, are you like going to do a franchise with this? Like, is this going to be a continuation? He was like, no, mm-mm. no, I'm good. Thank you. Anyways, almost 20 years later, he picked it back up. Another hit movie followed with 2002 Signs, where a man regains his faith in God during an alien invasion. Enrico, would you like to speak on Signs? No. Okay. Thank you for those words. So in 2004, The Village was made, and it did well even with the mixed reviews. It told a story of a village whose population lived in fear of creatures inhabiting the woods beyond it. I'm not going to get too much into these plots of these movies because we might cover them one day. You never know. Not Signs. Fuck that movie. After this, M. Night planned to make an adaption of Life of Pi, but that that, that, book, was a movie. that book had a twist mm-hmm. that was already in there. And he was like, look, if I make this, people are going to expect this from me. And he even said he was like, another director would do it more justice than I can. And honestly, that movie is so phenomenal. I mean, I think it was a good call because this was the start of the end for M. Night. Right. But see, my thing is, is like... <sighs> So watch, I'm not going to get too, too much into it, but like watching that movie, it never really made it clear mm-hmm. if it was like actually the twist mm-hmm. or if it was like one of those things that were left to you to decide. Oh, okay. So it was yeah. kind of like an open-ended movie. Kind, I mean, not really. I mean, I don't know. It's hard to explain. Like In a way. I'd have to watch it again to get like complete understanding and then like you can watch it with me. We can cover it. So um, I will say though that he... Actually, he really wanted to do this movie. I think this is one of the very, like, starting movies that he wanted to do because the kid in the movie was born in the exact same place in India that he was. Right. So, like, he felt this very deep. He was like, I, it feels like it was destined to happen. Mm-hmm. But, unfortunately, he bowed out of it in order to make Lady in the Water, which was released in 2006. 
The movie didn't do well at all with critics calling out the fact that M. Night cast himself. They called him very self-absorbed, self-indulgent, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and although it's a trademark of his, they did not enjoy it. So they're going to get mad at M. Night for pulling a Stanley. I mean, I think it's because he gave himself more like prominent roles. Mm. I think he had a very, I, I'm not going to lie to you. I didn't watch this movie, so I don't know how prominent his role is, but I think he had a more prominent role in this one than Stanley has ever had in the movies. Right. So the plot of this movie was also kind of weird. That's what a lot of people kind of talked about. It, um, I couldn't find a good way to describe it, but it was about a water nymph in, in an apartment complex's pool. So do with that what you will. Right. So his next movie was in 2008, a psychological thriller named The Happening, a movie that was later said to be similar to um, kind of Bird Box, A Quiet Place, Hush, etc. Once again, this movie did not do well. The same year, he made a deal to form a production company called Night Chronicles, and he would produce but not direct one film per year for three years. The first movie came out in 2010 and received some praise, but no others have been released as of 2021. Right. And so now we get into the 2010, where once again, we are met with the disaster known as The Last Airbender. Mm. Ah, so mm. financially, it did well. But for the rest of us who enjoyed Avatar The Last Airbender. The cartoon. On Nickelodeon that ran so many seasons, launched a sequel named Legends of Korra. Literally the childhood of many, many people. Yeah, yeah. Um, we don't, we just don't want to, we don't want to talk about it. You know what you did. Yeah. And in 2013, he tried again with After Earth, starring Will Smith and Jaden Smith. And it was right after, well, not necessarily right after, but like they did the hap- the pursuit of happiness. And so he saw mm-hmm. that and wanted to have the father-son duo again. And so it was met with poor reviews. And later M. Night described his thinking in 2013 as full of doubts introspection and questioning so in 2015 the visit premiered and that's one of my favorite m night Shyamalan movies this is m night's comeback okay everybody loves a classic comeback to quote Uh parks and rec kim kardashian style this was his comeback after being passed on by most hollywood did you say kim kardashian (laughs) i did was that a sly? <laughs> it was a Parks and Recreation joke. Cause, okay. Yeah. It was a sly comeback joke. Anyways. All right. All right. I um, like that. So after being passed on by most Hollywood studios due to his poor track record, they all saw what he was going to do. And they're like, yeah, we'll, um, we'll let somebody else handle that. Uh, he shot the film in secret. And after revisiting it, Universal picked it up. And it was another big hit, becoming the fifth highest grossing movie of the year. Mm-hmm. And I just want to say... This movie was about two grandkids who visit um, their grandparents. We're not going to spoil it. We're not going to, but you're going to see grandma's titties in that video. <laughs> That's what you took from it? That's what you're going to give them? Look. Grandma titties? Look. If you take anything out of that movie, you're going to see granny crab walking naked. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> you couldn't say the white kid rapping, but yeah, it was... I don't recall that. I do remember Grandma's thing swinging in my face, though. Okay. Not a good time. So, in 2017, Split, the second installment of the trilogy, premiered and solidified M. Night's place in the 2010s. That was his big break. That was his big comeback. 2019 brought Glass, the third and final installment, sorry, of an almost 20-year trilogy. And it did just as well as the predecessors. Granted, my personal opinion did not end it well. It did not do 
the trilogy justice. That's just my cup of tea or my two cents. I mean, I think it was good. I think nothing can top Split in my mind. That movie is so iconic. I think me. out of the the trilogy, Split was like the best. Anyway, dude, Split's like then Glass. Split. It was that was our ranking. James of, of the trilogy. There you go. <laughs> James McAvoy. His character was phenomenal as the Beast. And I completely understand people wanting to remove it from you know streaming platforms and all this because mm-hmm. it you know incorrectly displays um it or DID. Uh, DID yeah. But I think. Just in the form of an art piece, that movie was so well done right. and it, such great actors. Mm-hmm. It was definitely really interesting. Um, last was his latest movie, Old, which is currently in theaters. It may and, or may not still be because it came out in July. Okay. And guess what, guys? <laughs> we saw it. We saw it. And not only did we see it, we're covering it. Yes, the next week's episode, hopefully. So, we gave y'all a lot of time to go watch it. We're letting y'all know ahead of time that we will be covering it. Yes, there will be spoilers. That's what we do. So, I mean, yeah. we're working on a format to not spoil things for you, but until then, you will get spoilers. You will know all about it. It's an M. Night movie. You It'll be towards the it. end whenever we start reviewing it. You'll hear the plot and all that fun stuff. No, I def- definitely gave spoilers in the plot. I mean, yeah, but I mean, like, our like extra spoils okay yeah Yeah. sure maybe Mm. anyways watch the movie just be on the safe side go for it uh so we kind of want to talk about what makes an m night movie right so he is known for his twists or his surprise endings in movies always right so that is that's even something that's referenced in other places right such as unbreakable and split once you get to the end of split you realize oh hey it's tied into unbreakable Oh, I guess. I didn't realize I, that That's, was like, twist. one of the only ones that I could actually, like, talk about without giving Oh, fuck it. Y'all had spoiler. enough time. Sixth Sense. What was the spoiler? He was dead the whole time. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. We're not going to say who, because there's Just still he? people out there. Good luck. Yeah. Um, let me see. What other movies? Um, Store Little. He was a rat the whole time. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Last Airbender, the plot twist was... It sucked. <laughs> She's all that plot twist. She was hot even with glasses. Right. Shocking. Shocking. No, but like he is known for that's like really good twist endings. And sometimes they're not even like always good. Mm-hmm. They're just very unexpected. Mm-hmm. Um, he also loves making cameos in his movies. Like we said, he tries to pull like a Stanley type thing, but he does give himself a little bit more of a role in the movie. And it's not actually styled after Stanley. It's styled no, after not. his. One of his other favorite directors. Who's that? Alfred Hitchcock. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Really mm-hmm. good stuff. Um, but really quick, I really wanted to mention. So a lot of places also love the idea of an M. Night Shyamalan twist. Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot of, um, not media, but like what, what am I trying to say? Like pop culture references yeah, yeah. towards M. Night Shyamalan. Somebody that he, I, I guess he didn't really speak too much about it. But whenever I was listening to one of his interviews, he was talking about It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. And one of their episodes was... They wanted to sneak in or at least be a part of one of the M. Night Shyamalan movies. Mm -hmm. Another person that does like a lot of references to M. Night Shyamalan is like Robot Chicken. Where they even starred like a whole thing called What a Twist in their show. Like it wasn't really towards M. Night, but like you can tell that that's kind of like where they try to. It's one of those things that like it's such a huge thing in itself. M. Night is. It's become a verb. And okay, my thing, I always think back to that one like Sweet Life of Zach and Cody episode where they like even 
a kid show. Like, I don't think they reference him directly, but they do fuck with his name a little bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. I know what you're talking yeah. about. Mm-hmm. It's just like, it's, <laughs> you know who he is. Right. You may not even know him based off sight, but like, you know who he is. Right. And like I said, like for his name to become a verb, the M. Night Shaman twist, or that's, yes. an, M. Night, that's an M. Night twist. Or like, uh, you're going to go pull an M. Night, huh? Yeah. Like, and it's just, and so many places have tried to copy his style too with like these big twists. Mm-hmm. But I think where M. Night really perfects this is he literally goes off the fucking wall with his twist. Mm-hmm. It's not something that you're even going to think is within the realm of possibility, I guess. Well, I don't want to say that necessarily. A lot of his films are like that where he doesn't necessarily spoon feed his twists. Mm-hmm. But like in the movie Old... You do get a spoon feeding of I the mean, twist. You do in a sense, but I'm not gonna lie to you. When it's that, not till the end. When that twist came out, like and it was kind of revealed, he didn't drop hints towards the twist at no. all. He didn't really drop hints towards it at all. But then you look back and you're like you see all the things leading up to it. Right. Where you could have caught like in a rewatch knowing the twist you would catch on immediately. Right. And that's the thing. So like some of his movies do show like, oh, if you were paying attention, you would see that this thing was there the whole time. But I mean, I like that he doesn't like, it's not something that the movie's going to get ruined halfway through because you've already figured it out. Right. Like I can't say that. I mean, you always know that there's going to be one, but you just don't really know what to expect. Right. And that's what I really enjoy about it. Um, Something else that we like to cover is the style of his movies. Although he makes a bunch of different types of movies, he does have some distinct characteristics in them. Mm-hmm. Typically, he does supernatural movies, um, mystical type uh, movies, thrillers, and even religious and family oriented movies. And that's also why he wanted to kind of not tread in, but like dip his toe into Harry Potter mm-hmm. because that was literally family, mystical, right. all that. And I do want to say, though, that, like the religious thing plays a very heavy theme in a lot of his earlier movies mm-hmm. like um praying with anger That's what I was about to say. yeah wide awake mm-hmm. where you know the schoolboy, and he was actually this is really weird i just read it so much it stuck in my brain so he was raised hindu right mm-hmm. but he went to a catholic school you know why why because they loved how strict it was yeah that was it um he was saying that whenever he moved to philadelphia that was the first time that he went to a co-ed school. Mm-hmm. And so it was just so hard for him to concentrate <laughs> because like he finally had girls in his class. Yeah. Like there was a pretty girl. There was a girl sitting next to him. Like that's not something that he was used to. And I was also like said that he used to get really good grades, like mm-hmm. great grades. Well, he was saying and that he was getting great grades until he went to the co-ed school. Yeah. Where it, like, right. That was like his high school, right? Uh, I want to say yes. And so he got really... he was learning algebra at the time. So yeah, yeah. I guess high school. So he was getting really great grades. But the problem was, is that the Catholic school teachers did not like that. Really? Because how come a boy who is not Catholic is excelling True. in Catholic school? True. I just thought that was like weirdly funny. <laughs> like his, his parents were like, Catholic school for you. We right. like the strictness of it. Right. Um. So keeping in the... um general theme of things theme of things right uh we're gonna be talking about m night and something you might not know about him so a good a good amount of his movies include water so in a lot of m night's movies he uses scenes with water to represent different things 
And in his Wired interview, he spoke a lot about how Indian ceremonies include water. So he tends to use it a lot as like a mystical element, which we see in a lot of his movies. So a few of his movies that he's used it in is Lady in Water. Duh, it's in the title. Uh, Signs. The monsters are literally killed by water. How they didn't die with the water in the atmosphere. That's all of our theory. We all talked about it. We don't know. I just want to say too, didn't they parody this? um, Didn't they parody Signs? Yeah, not the first one. No. It's like the I second one or something. Or something like that, yeah. Maybe the second one. I don't know. And I'm going to be super honest with you. The only thing I remember about that movie is they parodied Signs. Mm-hmm. And apparently some George W. Bush impersonator was on there. Where they pee with their fingers? Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they shake hands with something else. By kicking each other in the nuts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. I love how that's the one that you remember. Not Signs. The fucking absolute childhood ruiner for a lot of... 90s no. babies no uh my childhood ruiner you already know is ghost ship yes i know ghost ship mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that fucked me up wait till signs wait till i make you watch signs it'll i fuck don't think you i'm up. gonna be scared of signs it will fuck you up because it fucked me up mm. and if it doesn't fuck you up then i'm proud of you you are a trooper thank you thank you i appreciate that <laughs> so another one is un- unbreakable slash glass um bruce willis's character is super strong macho man blah blah but his number one weakness is water. So like a raccoon. No, not a raccoon. A cat? No, cats like water. Cats don't really like water. Big dog. You had like 14 of them. So Le- no. Lions swim. Okay. Tigers swim. Yeah, but like everybody, the general idea no. is cats don't like water. Mm, that's because they're not adjusted. Um, no, who doesn't like water? S- no, I was going to say snails, but that's salt. Uh, they don't like salt slugs and snails don't like salt yeah who doesn't like water some animal does not oh animals with rabies that's what i was thinking of what the fuck connie never mind (laughs) okay cujo doesn't like water wow well it's because i was like raccoons i'm like no raccoons dip their little paws in water and rinse their food off before they eat it raccoons with rabies will not Uh uh-huh okay all right look it's moving on it's 10 o'clock at night okay well, anyway, like we said, Bruce Willis's character, super strong guy. Somebody told me His Bruce week- Willis's character had, had rabies. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> and uh, the village. Oh, sorry. There's more, but the village when Fenton gets too scared to follow Ivy in the rain. Raise it- your hand if you know who any of those people are. Did you watch the village? I watched part of the village, and I'm trying to finish it. It's on my. Uh, watch later not watch later what's it called on netflix watch list sure anyway um and his most recent movie old which we spoke of where the beach without giving too much without giving too much but for those without of you who know you know the beach they're has on a beach That's all you need can to know. you let me finish <laughs> the beach has an interesting power to it that we will cover in old Next week's episode, dog, it's written right there. <laughs> I already said that. <laughs> oh, my brain has literally shut off as soon as it turned to 10 p.m. Yeah, I bet. No, but see, the water isn't the mystical element. It has all. it has a mystical element that we will cover in next week's episode. It has water. Let's just say that. We can agree on that. For the sake of not arguing with you any further about this. I'm just going to say yes, and then we will hash it out on next week's episode. I appreciate that. All right. 
So lastly, we're going to get into our soft rank. And I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I'm not the biggest M. Night mega fan who's seen all of his work. But I will say that I've seen a lot of his movies. Connie, what would you say? I'm not going to lie to you. I've probably seen like one, two, three, four movies. Okay. So we're going to say that Connie's watched four. I've watched a little bit more than four. And this is just going to be our soft ranking like we did with the Quentin Tarantino one. And we're just going to watch them eventually and maybe cover a few of them. We just know what our favorite is and what's our not favorite. And then others are just kind of somewhere in the middle. But we did not include Praying With Anger. We didn't include Lady in the Water. We didn't include... We didn't include a lot of them. No, Wide Awake. He had like 14 movies and we only have nine. We have eight. We have eight, but there's a bonus one that we just said that we were going to cover oh, in next week's episode. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so you ready? Sure thing. Read All right. Off. So I'm going to read them off, and this is just our soft drink that we decided to come up with kind of together. Connie mm-hmm. may have one or two that she wants to switch, but my number one is mm-hmm. going to be Split. Of course. Very good movie. My number two is going to be The Visit. Sure. Number three is going to be Six Cents. Didn't watch it. I'm going to put Glass. And number three. Cannot put glass there. But you only have like four movies. Your ranking is going to be very quick. Uh, my fourth is going to be Unbreakable. Didn't watch it. All right. Five is going to be Fuck You. Signs. Didn't watch it. And then six is going to be Glass. Hmm. Odd choice. <laughs> Seven's going to be The Village. I haven't watched it, but I read the plot and it's supposed to be good. Uh, some people don't like it. Some people do like it. I'm going to put it as number four for me. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, eight is going to be the worst Avatar The Last Airbender. Oh, uh, yeah. That's going to be an eight for me. Yeah. It's going to be an eight for you, too, huh? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Never uh-huh. watched it, have you? Nope. Nope. But I've seen screenshots. It's pretty bad. Let me tell you. Besides the whitewashed cast. Yeah. The CGI. The very whitewashed cast. Literally, everybody was white. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. M. Knight, sir, you are a man of color. What possessed you? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you couldn't even make the waterbenders people of color? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyways, moving on. Anyway, so lastly, we have um, Old. Oh, Old. Um, I would... Oh, shit. Okay. So, Split. Uh-huh. What was my number two? The Visit. No, I'm going to go split old the visit. Really? You liked old that much? Can I be super honest with you? What's up? I don't remember much of the visit. Mm-hmm. You, you. My brain has already erased it to make room for more things. You're perplexing. Okay, that's why when I, I don't know, I don't know if I told you, but when I watch movies now, I have a note on my phone mm-hmm. that I'm writing down my thoughts on movies as soon as I watch them. Good. I'm glad. I'm so glad. Because I can't remember them for shit. I know you can't. And I'm so proud of you for writing notes on that. Guess how many movies I've watched so far. How many movies have you watched so far? A single movie. Is that old? No. I did not do notes on that one because I did not think of doing this yet. Um, Let me see. What was it? Ingrid Goes West. That's it. That's it. All right. All right. I started. When did you watch Ingrid Goes West? On the 9th of September. Okay. 10 days ago. Okay. So. And I started Colossal so far. Can we get back to the list? I'm not a fan of it. Okay. Let's get back to the list. Back to the list. You're yeah, still I giving think, your, your ranking. I think I think Split and then Old. Because that was the last movie you watched. And then the 
the visit. Okay. And then glass. Uh huh. And then. Do you remember glass? His bones are made of glass. <laughs> it has the color purple in it a lot. <laughs> okay. Sure. Um, and then the village, because I seem intrigued. And then the last airbender. You. <laughs> you're so annoying. <laughs> I heard a lot of people really enjoyed the. Um, the alphabet one so <laughs> paying homage to that i just want to say fuck your list <laughs> i'm sure so many people heard my list and it really resonated with them and they're like oh, no everybody just heard me screaming <laughs> at the top of they, my lungs fuck your list she has some really good pics i told tori about the um the return to halloween town thing uh-huh. she fucking died <laughs> You're the only one laughing at your joke. Uh, me and Rico are currently watching Halloween Town 2. 2, exactly. Calabar's Revenge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Moving on. So, I would rank old, let's see. Um, It was good. It was okay. It was, I can't, ugh. Can't give away too much because we're doing this next episode. All right, so number one is split. Number one split. Number two. Visit. Number three. Six cents. Number four. Unbreakable. Number five. <sighs> Signs. Number six. Um, old versus glass. Old versus glass. Old versus glass. Like an old cathedral. What? Which one are you choosing? Where did cathedral come from? Old glass. Okay. I'm going to go with old and then glass, then the village, then everybody. Uh, yeah. Makes sense. Makes yeah. sense. Makes sense. <laughs> you are such a pain in the <laughs> ass. I just want you to know this. So, so lastly, yeah. our feelings towards M. Night. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to read this to you because it was written in the style of Rico mm-hmm. and I can't decipher it. There's no punctuation to be seen. There's definitely punctuation There's everywhere. There's a one period after M for M night. That is not true. Why are you lying? <laughs> period. Period. <laughs> question mark. <laughs> like period. Comma. Like Rico oh, doesn't believe in down. commas. I don't, but still I try. Rico's just not learning how a comma works and it's okay. Or supportive. Shut up. No, I'm just saying your teachers bullied you into not using commas and they're pretty fucked up for that. Okay, I guess. Whatever. The American school system failed me. That's all I'm going to say. So, honestly. How dare you? Can I read this now? Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm just getting really antsy because it's so late. Anyway. So, I just want to say it was kind of fun and hard to do this because this is a short episode on M. Night Shyamalan and... I honestly really like the director. I really like him as a person. I really like him as a director. Um, but he's very much an open book who speaks freely about himself. He isn't too problematic and honestly very humbling, or at least that's how he portrays himself. Um, and like I said, he's just a very interesting man who's made several movies that he puts his all into. Are they all great? No, but that's okay. He has plenty of movies that are phenomenal. What? What? Jump in. Come on. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I think it's very commendable Uh that he makes movies, even Uh though some of them might be really, really, really bad. He still tries. (laughs) And for that, I appreciate him. That's what I just said. I'm just reiterating it. Okay. I just want to give him my roses. All right. Fair enough. God. (laughs) But like I was saying, he has a lot of movies that are phenomenal. And for that, we salute you, Mr. Shyamalan. Um, I do love a lot of his work, and I personally think that he has a great thing going with his twists at the end. 
Uh, his creativity is amazing. Even though it's not a blockbuster, I think that the conversations that his movies spark inspire creativity in others. What? Come on, just say it. I like him, Knight. He's a good guy. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you're ending it on? I like M. Night. He's a, he's a good hey, guy. Look, if I was buying a house and M. Night was my neighbor, I would be like, I can live here. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you can. No, no. What I just like as a regular, normal human being person. You'd be okay with M. Night being your next door neighbor? Yeah. I'd what be about like, Quentin Tarantino? Fuck no. Why? Oh my God. He's going to be creepy camera through my window taking pictures of my feet. I'd rather not. <laughs> <laughs> No, sir. I would not live next to Quentin Tarantino. Connie, Connie. Um, my name is Mr. M. Knight. I just want to know if I can record your shower head. You have a nice shower head. Did you know that he actually like refuses to use stock sound like sound effects for his movies? Now you you waited till this moment, till the end, to tell everybody that he refused. Good job. Good job. Like he he will make all of his own sounds. Huh. Like not him directly, but like he makes he pays people to make them. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Like he, I doubt who will ever see a Wilhelm scream from M. Night. Huh. M. Night, if you're listening, uh, again, uh, I just want to say, go ahead. I can make the next Wilhelm Th- scream. Throw Go ahead and throw a Wilhelm scream in there. I can he won't. give you some Rico-esque Wilhelm screams. That's totally fine. I tend to scream at my pillow because Connie gets on my last nerve. <laughs> Look, I'm fucking funny. If anybody thinks I'm not funny, y'all are lame. <laughs> yes anyways so yeah i would live next to m night that's not even a, a question on the thing but okay yeah sure no, that's just my general could... ra- that's my rating system now okay would i be neighbors with them all right if would i, I be had neighbors to be, if with... i had to be like hey i'm going on vacation can you collect my mail would i trust them to not go through it i would trust m night not to go through it yes, i wouldn't trust I quentin agree. tarantino i don't think he would do it Exactly. He would be like, no, I'm going to pay somebody. M. Knight would be like, yes. What are you, poor? M. Knight would be like, that's the neighborly thing to do. I got you. I understand. Right. <laughs> like, you see what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I would just probably... just Quentin Tarantino roses. You can't just take his roses. I'm not taking him. them. I'm not... He's fantastic director. I'm not arguing that. I'm just saying I wouldn't live next to him. Okay. If I needed a ride to work, I wouldn't go knock on his door and be like, hi, Mr. Quentin. Um, what about J.J. Abrams? I feel like he would shine a light in my face. Why? Because of his lens flares. Okay. Um, let me see. Nope, we'll... we're not going to do that. We'll do the next episode of Roses. Okay. All right. New rating system. Would yeah. you live next to them? Please let us know. Would you live next to M. Night Shyamalan? Um, if you would, please send us an email. Let That's us gonna know. It's going to be in the title description of this episode. Would you live next to M. Night Shyamalan? If you had to buy a quaint two-bedroom house next to M. Night in a cul-de-sac, two would you? Two-bedroom house? It's his vacation home. Two bedrooms. One, two. He's not bringing his kids. Anyways. <laughs> Anyways. I'm not going to I'm not gonna money shame people. It may be all he can afford with all the flops. Moving what on. What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> Moving on. Can, can you at least tell him that you were joking? M. Knight, if you want to, if you want to buy a two bedroom, I fully support you. I'm not going to make you spend your money like Rico will. Can you just tell the man that he that you were joking in I'm case joking. he ever listens? I'm joking. To... You can definitely you can afford to buy my life. Okay, thank you, thank you. Anyways, if you want to buy a quaint two bedroom, I don't I think you'll ever move out of Philly, but I feel you. I will be your neighbor. In Find me a house next to you in Philadelphia. Absolutely, because that's where he lives. Well, outside they of they have great Philly cheesesteaks. You kill me, dude. 
All right. Anyway, Connie, wrap this up because find I'm about to throw on, you out a window. <laughs> find us on Facebook at Break Out the Popcorn. Find us on Instagram at Break Out the Popcorn. Find us on Twitter at BOTP Podcast. Email us at breakoutthepopcorn at gmail.com. Do we have any other socials? I don't think so. Find us on TikTok, Break Out the Popcorn. We don't have any videos, but feel free to follow us. Patreon, follow us at, follow us at Break Out the Popcorn. I don't You're know. Just Google it. You're technically holding the TikTok hostage, but I feel you. Carry on. Google Break Out the Popcorn Patreon and you'll find it and subscribe to us for some premium, premium content. Mm -hmm. My weekly rating, what I live next to them, actors included on Patreon. Anyways, um, anything else? No, that should be it. Look for next week's episode, Old, the movie, the review, not the people. Good night, colonels. <laughs> Roll credits. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.